This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly-ish column, sometimes for Medium.com, also called Unpopular Opinion, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, you have heard her on Conspiracy the Show right here on the Unpops Network, and you might still hear her from time to time. On the Profiles in Eccentricity podcast. I don't know where that's at. She's also a fantastic comic. Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Crawford. Also joining me, she is one half of the duo that hosts the Lowest Common Phenominator podcast right here on the Unpops Network. Also a fantastic comic who you could have seen at our backyard show. We had a damn fine time. We'll tell you all about it on this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Hydar. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I don't have a co-host today. My favorite co-host of all, nobody. But I got <laughs> a couple of guests joining me today. Olivia Hydar. Hey. We just did the backyard show. Yes, at Chet Wild's place. Yeah, not like just like we're not. No, just I mean like, it was a few days ago. Yeah, you want to head out of here and record another <laughs> podcast? That'll be fun after eight hours. In yeah, the exactly. Sun. Oh my god, I was almost dead after that. But I can imagine. It was fun. It was. A thank you to everyone who came out. Yeah, that was a blast. I think it it went really well. I think so too. We had food. We had drugs. Yeah. There was a lot of weed. There really was. And you can hear it on the 300th episode, yeah. which we recorded. It comes through on the recording. It's very, it's palpable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though only two of us were high. <laughs> Just me and Jen Scott. Like, I got a low amount of free drugs, I think, on like on the curve, and I still got a ton of free weed stuff. It was pretty great. Like, lots of wax and crumble. Missing out on all those free drugs, Laura Crawford. The queen of drugs herself. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, Laura doesn't need our... Crawford. Laura doesn't need our goddamn drugs. <laughs> no, I did. I was just being... You know how much I love drugs? I did too many drugs to go to get free drugs. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, who among us? I mean, that's why I was there late. <laughs> how many times have you been getting high and forgotten that you're smoking a joint? You look like, oh, shit, it's still here. Oh, my most embarrassing moment along those lines <laughs> is I ordered weed from a delivery place downtown once yeah. and then smoked a blunt all by myself while waiting for that weed to show up. Uh -huh. right? And by the time they showed up, it, it was a place that had a front desk where you had to check in. Right. And the front desk called me and was like, you have a delivery. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't deliver Ugh. anything. Like, I didn't order anything. Why are you disturbing me? And then finally the driver got on the phone and was like, uh, it's cannabis? And it's like, okay, first of all, you're in L.A. Just say that. <laughs> like, you don't have yeah. to whisper it. But also, oh, yeah, I did uh, order weed. Yeah. Sorry. I have ordered food delivery and fallen asleep before it shows up. Oh, nice. And it charged my cart. And I'm just wake up in the morning like, mother of <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I would have loved that fettuccine. <laughs> uh, so, Laura, it's been a while since you've been on. How have you it been? It has been a moment. I have been bad Hit and then better. Oh, I can't hear it. Uh, I tried it to do the cutoff and it's not working. No. Now Laura just now, gets to talk. Yeah. Now little Son Laura, of a bitch. Little Laura's on the upswing. She got in some new medications. So things are looking dandy, bright and sunny, you know? I'm just mad that my soundboard quit working. Well, fuck you for being rude to I, me. Well, I'm, that's my, how the podcast works. I, I'm supposed <laughs> to be rude to you. This is, this is well, such a delightful you. turn of events. I can't even tell if it actually happened. It did not. It did it did even not. go on the record? No, no, I just hit the button <laughs> and the soundboard was like, fuck you, champ. Yeah, you no. were like, and you went 
in is on the button too. I did. Yeah. Is it true or untrue that it is Mercury is in retrograde right now? I, I it is my opinion that Mercury is in retrograde all the time because that's okay. what it seems like. No, I was just going to say that I feel like I've heard people say that recently, and in the past few weeks, things have been going much better for me. And I think it is that I'm a backwards human, and so Mercury in retrograde yeah, and benefits me tremendously. You're a little retrograde. <laughs> And so, yeah, an A plus. <laughs> uh, it's a retrograde. It's a fancy impression. I don't know anything about that shit. Mercury and no, retrograde. Me neither. I just know that literally every three weeks, I a, t- a tweet appears on my timeline talking about Mercury being in retrograde, and so I just assume that it's a persistent state. Yeah, I yeah, I mostly just think about the full moon making people lunatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty well documented. But you know, still making videos for the Profiles and Eccentricity podcast, still doing comedy out in Los Angeles. You know, the hardest <laughs> part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. Uh, among them, fixing the soundboard, which yeah. turns out it just took a minute. Good job. That's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense. We're not live streaming, so I'm playing this live. That's actually what happened. Yeah. I hit the cue for the... I play the drums on a a machine, and then I shred this live on guitar when we're not live streaming. It's really... Your your technical craft is incredible. It's... It's pretty great. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of the Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick of Unpops. Exactly. Like that, that guy's always got like four guitars going exactly at Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So, uh yeah, shout out to Profiles and Eccentricity. Mm-hmm. Not on the Unpops network anymore. No. Don't listen to No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I would say oh. go to the our, I run the YouTube channel. So every YouTube video that they've made is my creation and um my creation with science. Um, yeah. It's her doing the voices and everything. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. No, Just- I mean, we do a lot of fun little uh, montages and uh, archive clips. And if you like old funny things and you like new funny things, check it out on YouTube. Check it out on YouTube. Oh. So what are we talking about today? I think we should get to Olivia's opinion first. All right. This so is right. one because right on. we're kind of hot off the. We pre-gamed this yeah. because I was watching CNN. I originally had some bullshit about automation and income and social welfare who gives a shit fuck it uh, so no do it we, live but when i got here we were uh, you were watching cnn uh, which I find to be an excruciating uh, endeavor. Not it's, C-SPAN. It's tough. CNN. No. And I, I, I prefer C-SPAN. And I, if I can quick, I explained why I, I yes. watch CNN. Yeah. It's because it gives me that contrast between what is the mainstream media talking about and what are they not talking right. about. So a lot of times I'll keep CNN on in the background just to know that. And then when I go out and do research, it's like, oh, why isn't fucking... Wolf Blitzer talking about this. That's weird. Oh. Uh, well, in my opinion, is that it's worse than Fox News. I think it's a, I think it's a more damaging thing to our country than Fox News. Uh, I actually I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Are ba- we supposed to review whether we agree or not? Yeah. You can. I mean, yeah, we weigh in. We talk about it. Fuck no. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, great. End of argument. Well, why, okay then. I'm, why, I'm why would you no. argue that it's worse than uh, Fox News? I think it's worse than Fox News because it is doing the exact same thing as Fox News. It is disseminating mostly the same information in the same sort of like disgusting entertainment and infotainment thing. But it's packaged in a way and it its cultural impact is such that people have more of an opinion of it as being – real more real than fox news and more objective or whatever when really it's basically the same stuff and the fact that people give it the benefit of the doubt or give it these exceptions like and say well you know hey it's not fox news or whatever like it gets into more people's households it gets into more people's lives than fox news the people who watch fox news understand that they're watching fox news they that's why they watch it because it's like oh i want this viewpoint represented as news on my screen at all times whereas cnn is doing that for people who are like i just want to watch i just want to find out what's happening in the world today 
but it's right. not telling you that. It's still giving you the same dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I And I think I've said before that CNN is kind of, if not just is, Fox News for Democrats. Yeah. Especially in that, you're right, they do that same thing where there will be a catchphrase or a, a talking point that you know Democrats want circulated. Yeah. And CNN will just hit on that repeatedly throughout the day. It's and that's exactly what Fox News does. It's not even for Democrats even. It's just for everyone who isn't a Fox News viewer. Like, yeah. It's like if you are not that like the hardest right wing person in the entire world, uh, then you might watch CNN. And CNN is still delivering – like. It is still delivering the same right-wing talking points. They have so many right-wing people on to talk about their shit. Yeah. Well, my point that I would like to make. So from what I understand, the main reason why you think that CNN is worse is because you feel that they are more deceptive than Fox is. Yeah. You feel that they are deceptive, so that makes them worse because people who watch Fox News know what they're getting into, but people are being duped by CNN, people who you think otherwise would be – fairly rational about the getting part. their opinions. My thing is why I don't think CNN is worse than Fox or why I think Fox is worse than CNN is I think if you have if you're looking at the continuum of the political spectrum from liberalism to conservative fascism I guess would be at the far mm-hmm. end. I think the people who are watching Fox News are already skewed somewhat to the right and then once they become Fox News viewers they are pushed way further into even more extremes. So I yeah. think it's more dangerous to take an audience that is closer to the edge and just push them over the edge than to take someone who's in the middle and maybe lie to them and push them a little bit more to the right. So I, does that make sense? It, it absolutely makes sense. I understand sense. what you're like saying. Like radicalizing people as opposed to just lying to them, but pushing people who are prone to extremism, pushing them even further into their viewpoints. Yes, but, but it's like turning up to eleven. That's what, what I feel like. Fox and I is. and I understand. I understand, and I agree with that. Like I do agree that Fox News is extremely bad and extremely. Da- I want and to be that clear. It, and that it takes people who maybe does, are a little rad- conservative and it, it like right. it ratchets it up. But like, the, the people who are a little conservative go there from CNN. Yeah. So I would I would argue that CNN plays a big role in pushing people to the right. That's, yeah. In that they're kind of, but a moderate right or like a hard right. But I mean that the, it does what they're what they do in my opinion is is it turning up fifteen percent or eighty percent? What they do in my opinion is make Trump's most outlandish shit seem like regular political talking yeah. points. Yeah, and what that does is it shifts the entire country to yeah. the right. Yeah. I mean to the point where, like. I bring up the so example the issue is of moving the middle. The issue is how they affect the middle. Yeah. That's what's scariest about them is that they affect the middle. Exactly. Right. They treat Trump like any other president to and, most ex- yeah. to to on most issues. And it's not just Trump. And it's like, and this phrase is so overused by the worst people. But it's about the Overton window, right. which like it's you know it's that's the what is considered center in our country and like where on the political sure. spectrum it actually is well, I also, and yeah, sorry well yeah. the center in our country like the thing that is consider, considered center in our country is so far to the right that actual centrist policies like universal health care are considered these hardcore leftist ideals when they're not like universal health care is a centrist I, like ideology in most of the world, like or at least like at least in the countries that are operating at the same levels as the United States. Yeah. Right. Well, one of the things that I think is interesting talking about being worse is the people that they expose viewers to. And I would argue that the people that Fox News gives a platform for are more dangerous than the talking heads on CNN and that they have led they've given more airtime on cable news to people who are scary idiots. Is it and made more careers of people who are frightening idiots and damaging to our democracy i think they've given them more celebrity than cnn has is it worse to show people who are already on the fringe other people who are already on the fringe or is it worse to show people who might be on the fence 
Here's an interview with Steve Bannon. Yeah, I'm waiting. Because Steve Bannon has the potential to push those people over. I think Fox News is less bothered by people who have explicitly racist and sexist and hateful and things that lead to murder. For sure. I don't disagree with that at all. But I think that's maybe one point you could argue that Fox News possibly is worse in that the airtime that they give to people, very valuable airtime, they're very highly rated. They give ratings to people who you would be more scared of than the people who CNN gives ratings to. But I'm not. I'm more scared. Like, yeah, because. Well, Ann Coulter wouldn't have a career without Fox. Or CNN. Mm, <laughs> she was no, on I CNN a lot. Or Bill Maher. Yeah. yeah. Like, Bill Maher has done so much to push exactly. Ann Coulter yeah. on the rest yeah. of the world. Like, it's it's these but supposedly liberal... Fox. It's the supposedly liberal organizations that have done the most to propagate far-right propaganda. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, because they're obsessed with... Giving both sides. Right. There's this – there's – you know, because because the right has labeled anything that isn't Fox News the liberal media, their reaction to that is to then uncritically broadcast the same kinds of far-right reactionaries who are just more presentable, which is scarier to me. Yeah. Like, I'm way yeah. more scared of the presentable racist than I am of the – howling fox news lunatic like the guy or you know like there's the guy who came on fox news just today of as a recording who is talking about how america is a great country because 27 percent of people aren't planning on ever retiring right and that's what makes it great because they're like oh we love it bonkers. so much yeah it's nuts like yeah it is bonkers and like i feel like most people would understand that to be bonkers, but that same kind of financial attitude is being presented uncritically on CNN. It's just not put in the same blatant terms, which yeah. makes it more insidious. Yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. I I kind of agree with that. I also, uh, it's hard to say this. I don't even know how to put this, but the fact that Fox News sometimes embraces conspiracy theories doesn't bother me that much really because i think the yeah i mean i, I don't like it i don't <laughs> here's what i don't like is i don't like the conspiracy theories they embrace because they are usually batshit crazy and false but what i think happens on the cnn side and people who watch cnn any mention of there being a possible explanation other than what the government has said, uh, you're Alex Jones. Yeah. Like you are, like you can't even bring that up. And Fox News uh, pushes very dangerous and hurtful conspiracy theories. Totally. And need to be dealt with over that. But I also don't think the healthy reaction is this complete, like, pearl clutching moment whenever someone says, you know, maybe the government's lying. Yeah. Like, what if we're not and being I, told the I truth? I do want to be – I want to be explicitly clear that I don't like Fox News. Oh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that they are good. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that they are evil. The thing with me and Fox yeah. News is once you get to the point where you're watching Fox exactly. News, it's kind of it's over. Exactly. It like, is, you need to be kidnapped and thrown right. in a car and deprogrammed for yeah. a month. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. beyond that, like – it's rotting all of our grandparents' brains. <laughs> but it's also, like, I think the bigger point when we talked about this before that we were getting to was maybe cable n- news networks yes. just shouldn't be a thing. I think that's... No, it shouldn't exist. It, the, this whole enterprise from the Oops. beginning uh, is so nakedly capitalist in the most disgusting way. Well, to me, it's just so bizarre that it's like, <sighs> you know how you, like, basically you can't make false claims about a drug. You know, because the FDA and stuff like that. Right. So it seems like it's if these stations are allowed to broadcast to the public that this is reliable information, I feel like there should be watchdog groups that watch it on behalf of the country like the FDA does. Yeah. And like technically there are. But no, I mean, there's the FCC, the, yeah. but that's more about censorship of topics, not really about misinformation. But I just feel like there should be more regulatory stuff about it. It's like if you are going to claim that this is the news, we should be able to, you know, yeah. check that agreed. Shit, yeah. Like, you know, and not make profit off of telling someone that it's the news. if yeah. It's not. It's just really uh, it's it. I think cable news as a whole is a plague. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but hate I think it. it is. It's kind of about, you know, I think the idea of like. 
you know, is it worse to deceive someone or is it worse to just play into their worst instincts? I mean, it's a shit. But I just, I, 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 when it comes to like the amounts of people, I think, I think CNN reaches a far, like Fox has massive uh, ratings. Yeah, yeah. But most, but its ratings are all among a very specific pointed demographic of people. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you this. In terms of what network has led to more people's deaths, CNN or Fox News? I think Fox News has a lot more fans who have actually gone out and murdered people based on political ideology. What do you think? I mean, yeah. uh, So that's just like body count. I mean, you got to take body count into account. Yeah, I mean, but I I think the bigger point is that neither of them. Collateral damage. Like this is. Oh, no, I agree with you on that point. Neither of them is. I don't know if we'll even get to this, but I kind of I was going to piggyback on what I talked about last week, which was uh, Obama wasn't that great of a president. Right. But uh, I feel like the, the bigger argument is that when we defend CNN and arguments like, like that's 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 a that's a symptom of a disease in right. this country which is partisan politics where well that's my team yeah i have to defend them and the truth is we don't have a team none of us actually well, have like, a it's team it's shown in airports no. it's shown in airports yeah. yeah you know that gives it a legitimacy right exactly yeah, yeah. it's reaching all these people passively yeah oh, yeah uh, it's, it's the default. It's, yeah, it's and creepy. It's ideology in action. Yeah, it's it's defenders of the status quo. I kind of fell out of the conversation there for a second because I was googling this to make sure I got the name right. But there used to be a thing in place in the United States that was eliminated in 1987 mm. called the Fairness Doctrine. Mm. It was the FCC Fairness Doctrine, and if you were presenting a controversial issue, you had to be objective about it you couldn't be opinionated about it you had to be bad and if you were going to present one side's opinion you had to present the other side's opinion so channels like fox news couldn't exist under the fairness doctrine and i would argue maybe cnn in a lot of cases couldn't yeah i mean they couldn't do things as they usually do so i wouldn't mind the fairness doctrine yeah but coming back has that like I don't like that stink of both sides of a controversial issue being equal. Well, what? Well, you and would that's have to what take that what it, but what you would not to. say not to say that they're equal in merit. You would just have to say these are the two representatives. These are the two most outspoken representatives of these issues. Not to say that their arguments have equal value. Right. Just to say these are the two parties at play. But then that would require... It's like saying if you show a baseball game, you're not saying that teams are equally matched. You're just saying these are the two teams that are going to play today. I just feel like that would require you know I mean? a level of professionalism that doesn't exist yeah. in television. I, think it's, I, I don't it think could, the baseball comparison could. the baseball comparison doesn't work because one team isn't going to be like, oh, Hitler had some good ideas. <laughs> like, they're just going to play baseball. Right. Well, one and people team are going like to decide suck, if they like their baseball player. But one team playing. could suck tremendously and the other could be great. Which, yeah, but that doesn't impact the country in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. I, what I, what I would argue is, should there be analysis at all on news? Well, yeah. Like, we, we talked about also there was a time, like, uh, during the Vietnam War when the news yeah, that's was, the thing that's so interesting. here's the war. That's the thing that's yeah. so interesting about this fairness doctrine is it didn't prevent journalists uh, from the golden age of television journalism from having a viewpoint and expressing that viewpoint through their journalism. Right. And that has become such a taboo now that I don't think right. any sort – like you need to have a viewpoint in order to – Make the judgment call of whether information is important or not. And if you don't have a viewpoint and if you don't, then your filter is gone and you're just putting everything out there and you're just saying, here's what everybody's thinking. Here's what, you know, let's have two people argue about it for an hour or whatever. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't have a viewpoint. That's what's on CNN for like 90 percent of the day. And then like – but, you know, if you look at the people who are idolized – from the past, like Walter Cronkite or Edward R. Murrow, these guys had viewpoints. They knew they had their idea of what was right and wrong, and their reporting matched that. And they allowed their views of things to color how they reported on things like the Vietnam War. Right. Like the Vietnam War, they would just show you the war, but they would be like, look at what's happening. Yeah. You have to know what's happening. Yeah. This is terrible. 
And yeah, it's just uh, yeah, they, that's it, been lost. It would be except on Fox News where it's poison. Yeah, it it would be a thing where an anchor would come on and say the government did this. People think they might be lying. Yeah, but what they wouldn't do is follow it up with like Nixon's representative to be exactly. like, no, 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 no. Here's exactly. what's happening. So then everyone who supports Nixon is like, See, oh, okay. Yeah, they had My side has an argument, yeah. so right. it's fine. Yeah. And that, that I think, kind of takes the horror out of things for yeah. people. Like, it's one thing to see kids in cages right now. Uh-huh. But if you just happen to be trapped in an airport as a conservative watching CNN mm-hmm. and seeing these kids in cages and yeah. seeing anchors outraged over it, you might be like, oh, shit, yeah, that is kind of bad. Yeah. But then CNN's going to follow it up with some fuckstick from the Republican exactly. party yeah. who doesn't want to anger his superiors, who's like, like, well, actually, they don't need to. The Mexicans have evolved to not need toothpaste. <laughs> Didn't you know that? And he's like, oh, yeah, I heard that. I yeah, read that on I Cracked, did, I, I think. And, <laughs> like, we need that. I, I think we need analysis out of, like, leave the analysis to podcasts. Yeah. yeah, let the like, podcast take over. We'll talk about that. You give us the news, yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, like, sure. Because, I don't know, we're not reaching every fucking household, potentially. No. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just... Let's just get rid of cable news. Cable, yeah, I think we should abolish we cable We should just news. have the fucking nightly news. Yeah, yeah. Again. If you yeah. want the news, you get, gotta fucking... Give us a two-hour chunk of nightly news. It's too much news. Yeah. You shouldn't even be able to DVR it. You have <laughs> yes, to make- yes. If you want TV news, I just blew out the mic because I agree with that so hard. <laughs> if you want TV news so fucking bad, you be there when it's on. Yes, exactly. Like that's a world I could you, live in. But like, because and also we already have so many other sources of information. Also, some of them of dubious quality, but right. still, like we don't need this twenty-four hour stream of madness on like so many channels. Just yeah. the nature of twenty-four just, hours. It. It just artificially inflates everything. Like in the, I don't know if any like if you watch uh, one of those cable networks for any amount of time, it just gives me fucking hives. I yeah. like it. I hate it. it and, I hate watching it. And to have the audacity to broadcast twenty four hours and still miss huge stories. Yeah, and say <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, like the the one I always bring up was the McDonald's Me Too strike. Which first Me Too strike directed against a major U.S. corporation in history. Right. You'd think it would be big news. You'd think so. And somehow didn't register. Like, I watched CNN religiously when that was happening to see if they were going to talk about it. And because McDonald's spreads all this ad money around, didn't matter that much. It's just another way of controlling the narrative. And also just labor movement stuff. People have become convinced that everyone hates it. No one is pro-labor. They don't understand. Which is probably the defining cause in our country overall over the past 30, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like the end of labor unions more than anything else is why we are where we are. I think you could tie that. I think you could tie that directly to cable news and which you tie directly to CNN because they were the first. Right. Yep. Oh, my God. Good times. (laughs) Great job, guys. I feel like I agreed with you while not agreeing with you. <laughs> well, I mean, I that's, like, that's good. good. It makes everybody. for a better show. Good that's the, it's not quite as fun when everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. no, totally. All right. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, <coughs> Laura, do you want to talk about yours? Should, should, sure. should we talk about mine? It's up to you guys. I think we should get I'm rid of with you fellas. I feel like mine piggybacks onto the one before better. Then we'll yeah. do Laura's. Okay. Sure. I uh, I think we should just get rid of political parties. I'm all for this. There's no – the only purpose our current political system serves, and even if we expand it to like seven or eight political parties, the only thing it serves is making one part of the population feel like they won something yeah. in each election. Yeah. When the truth is we're just losing year after year after year. Totally. Like the really – like the labor union stuff. When When has a president brought that up? And that's what's keeping our wages the same as they've been. They were in the early 90s. This is my thing, which is people think of politics as a game. Again, like they always say, it's a competition. And no one thinks like, 
you're competing to get a job. It's a job interview process. We don't treat it enough like a job interview. Right. We treat it like yeah. an athletic contest or a popularity contest or a TV talent show. It is a job interview. It's one long job interview. But I think more so than just eliminating the parties, I think we need to shorten the time we allow elections to occur. Yeah. I've... Remove it from national media like they do in countries like Spain and in Europe have like a two month election cycle because yeah. this constant I state of seeking reelection is horrifying. Agree. More so than the parties, I just think the length of elections and how they are funded is just yeah. That's the big but overhaul. The, but the parties are a problem too because oh, yeah. it like partisan politics is not a good thing. No. 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 Like there are Bad. so many issues that have happened over the past decades that both sides should be outraged about. Yeah. But just because it's your side doing it, yep. it's fine. Like I, It allows good men to do evil, I think. I think it compels good people to do bad things. Yeah. Like, there are I, still people defending fucking Joe Biden and Al Franken. Yeah. Well, I talked last yeah. week about oh, on the 300th episode, my unpopular opinion was that in 2013, <laughs> I would have said Obama was pretty much an ideal president. Yeah. And now I I don't feel that same way. And one of the things I brought up was, well, he put kids in cages, too. Yeah. And someone commented on the Patreon and was like, but wasn't it fewer kids in cages? Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so does that make Fucking it? A. My question to them well, was. Well, the kid who went in the cage, he was actually a jerk. Well, my question to them was, does that make it better? Or does that mean if this ends in a genocide, Obama started it? Yeah. Like, here's that's, my thing, too. Okay. Radical He was arrogant. He acted fucking arrogant all the time. And people are like, no, people only don't like him because they're racist. And I'm like, no, he was arrogant. I'm sorry. He just was. And there was lots of points where he was in the media where he acted aloof, even... where he acted totally aloof and arrogant and better than everybody. And I'm sorry. Well, tr- he's the president. He's supposed yeah. to act better. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody. Of course. Here's but I'm saying he did create some of the fervor for Trump. Oh yeah, he by he did not he did not do enough in my opinion to and his wife did not do enough to dispel people's negative opinions about them or to make themselves more presentable to the mainstream. There's lots of cases where they said and did things that were alienating just from a marketing or a public yeah, or a publicity perspective. But if I were the their thing. press agent, if I were their here's promotional the person, we, I would tell them what are you doing? But here's the thing. I don't give a fuck. Me and Olivia were talking about this earlier. If Trump was a good president, Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if he calls someone from the British government a pompous asshole. I don't fucking care as long as – like I want my president to have some sort of personality. And sometimes if you're in a room where you're better than everyone, fucking act like it. You're the president. In a bit, but I'm just saying over the two terms, he did alienate people. Yeah, but and I think he did it knowingly, and I think he didn't realize what effect that would have, and I think he fucked us, in, in a sense. He is well, somewhat responsible every, for Trump. I don't, I like, I don't want to talk about it too much because that's exactly what we talked about last week. But every president we've had since, yeah, like I said last week, since we were openly assassinating progressives, at yeah. least every president has contributed a little bit to where we are now. Oh, sure. I'm going to say like Clinton's crime bill. Yeah. Bush, also, I mean, either Bush invading Iraq. Yeah. I think yeah. the things that laid the groundwork for Trump that Obama did are more, you know, his robot killing army and the uh, immigration, the, stuff. The, immigration the drones stuff. and all the immigration stuff. Like imagine like, we that mentioned- lays the groundwork. Oh, for Trump. and bailing out Wall Street. Yeah. And bailing out Wall Street. Like all of that and lays that, the groundwork oh, way yeah. more for Trump. Well, with the Clintons, it's like, yeah, could the Clintons not be just the biggest lying sacks of shit in the universe. It's like, could they hang no, out with less criminals impossible. and pedophiles? But, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like but Jesus get, fucking Christ, guys. To on. get back to the original point, yeah. this discussion we're having right now, a lot of people would take it as, oh, so you're saying Trump's better? No, but here's my thing, too. No, no, the Clintons wait, but, would have succeeded in any party. Whether we have parties or not, the Clintons would have succeeded in politics. Yeah, that's... But, it doesn't have anything to do with parties. What I'm getting at is, like... There's no point in like the idea that you can't criticize Obama because Trump is in office and, oh, well, things are so much worse now. Why even bring up Obama? Why not? Like, why not talk about where this started? It's not dead. Why why are you so reluctant (laughs) to talk about it just because it's your side? Yeah. Like our side contributed to what's happening now also. Here's my other thing. I think Obama 
and his people let themselves be caught up in that fucking baby boomer bullshit. All those people. He should have been like, you know what? We're not going to fucking count out to the Clintons and Terry McAuliffe and all these fucking jagoffs, these baby boomer jagoffs, Democrats who are already in there and uh, Podesta and all those fuckers. Anyone tied to the Clintons, they should have just burned the bridge, fucking shut it down. Be like, you know what? I went to high school in the 80s. If you didn't go to high school in the 80s, fuck off. You know what I mean? They should have yeah. just been like, we disavow but, the legacy of baby boomer liberal politics because they're sellouts and they're fucking shitheads. And they should have never let Reagan happen. And they but did. that's every every country. Every country yeah. where it seems like, oh, we've had this revolution. This has changed. Right. If you look into it, they never cut ties because it's – I, the the well, argument that too, the problem is meek. you wouldn't get that change if they cut those yeah. ties. But they were like, oh, well, we don't know how to do things because we're the new guys. Will you please show us? Well, That's how they seem to yeah. be like. Please show us how the, the, the lever works. Not, I think the, the disconnect here is thinking that Obama ever in any way had any intention of being a, the revolutionary that he campaigned as. A radical. Whereas right. he's always been uh, a centrist uh, always been an establishment guy that's the whole fucking right. point of his purple but state thing I, I do want to get back to the I like totally, i don't want yeah. this to just be a thing where oh let's bash the obamas and clinton right for no know. i also would like because that because w. that's not the point the point is no. why can't we do that without people going well yeah but trump yeah, but like it, it's yeah, be, it's, it's fu- like it's we did it to a lesser degree, and, we, and that is what that's what is going to wreck this fucking country. Well, what the the two, oh, this is my team, this is my team. That is going to walk us into an apocalypse. And what's I, I think, and again, I don't want to get off on this. Like I agree, I agree with your basic premise, but like, man, Obama just has the best fucking buffers on both sides of him. Where during his uh, presidency, whenever I would try to talk about the drone strikes or those sorts of bad things, it would be like, well, he's not George W. Bush. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. that's that's fucking true, I guess. Right. Uh, but then and now looking back, you can't call out any of the negatives because, well, he's not Trump. And it's like, yeah, man, it, that's true. And see, but, here, and that's yeah. the whole this divide. would even that's this would so, so stupid. This would be my question. Uh, in regards to Bush, isn't he? Like, what wars did the war in Afghanistan end under Obama? Nope. No. Did Guantanamo Bay close nope. under Obama? I think it it no. had like oh. a hiatus. No, <laughs> no, a, that was one of his main promises. <laughs> yes. yeah. Was well, no, I mean because I remember they announced shutting it down several years late, and then like way quieter, like a week later, they're like, actually, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it we're back. Gonna keep it open. We're gonna keep going. Yeah. And it's still that. So it's like KB Toys. Those still exist, right? Like, what did when it comes to the Middle East? What did he do that was so different than Bush? Eh? Exactly. Yeah. That's that, and that's eh? always been the thing about Obama. Like, uh, even barring all of the, and then talk about you know expanding all the surveillance shit domestically yes. and like yeah. all that. Like, it's not good, dude. And it's, but and like and that. Oh and yeah, this is and all, he let and he let all that fucking he let Zuckerberg and everyone and everyone in Silicon Valley fucking steal everything they could from the American people, strip us of all but our I think information. This all goes back to your original point about doing away with political parties where if we could do away with political parties, like what has happened is the utter breakdown of checks and balances on the executive branch over the last uh-huh. 20 years uh, start most like kicking in the high gear post 9-11 with George W. Bush. And then the other party gets into power and they're like – they've just spent eight years being like, all of this expansion shit sucks. All Everything that George W. Bush is doing to the executive is unconstitutional and illegal and wrong. And then they get into office and they've got all of the expanded executive power and they're like, well, I guess yeah. it's not that bad. Well, yeah. Let's just do some cool things. Have you heard the comparison that power – the it, the, the presidency is like a glove. And if someone puts the glove on, it's going to stretch to fit their hand. Right, yeah. But once they put it on, it's stretched out to that capacity. Yeah. And so the Democrats put on the same glove and it's stretched out that's that what, way. Well, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, it, but whereas – And you can't tighten – they didn't tighten it back without up. Without <laughs> being beholden to a political party, like there would be more incentive to decrease that. Yes. To yeah. To roll back those changes that were made in haste. Like it's – 
almost understandable to uh, as a panic response to a tragedy to create these policies, mm-hmm. but then to not in the sober light of day roll them back is a failure of partisan politics. Well, that's what, right. yeah, and also, that's why now yeah. Trump has all of those exact same and more expanded executive yeah. powers. Well, it's also just by the nature of how politics works, it's very difficult to often roll back things like that just for the nature of budgeting. Right. Because once people have a job yeah. and once they have a salary – they're going to do whatever they need to to keep that job and keep that salary and justify those expenses. Those departments want to have those budgets. They want to seem important. So even if we should roll it back, the people who are in it are always going to say, oh, no, it's dangerous. You can't. You can't. You can't, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. You know but what I those mean? Because they want have, a paycheck. But those voices would have less of an impact without the partisan. Oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. so. So well, I think really what your issue is, you don't like people. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I gotta just roll back and start again. Language operates as signs and symbols. There's associated meanings with everything. You're saying at this point, the associated signs and symbols that we have mentally of these parties are damaging and not helpful for us. So things like associating morality with certain parties are bad and wrong and not helpful to us. So we need to either abolish the system so that we're not associating ourselves with morality or associating other people with immorality. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a Republican. You must be a bad person. We need to wipe that out. Yes. I'm a Democrat. I'm a great person. That is what I'm getting at. For society to improve, we need to stop using these signs and symbols of Republican and Democrat. Yes. That that, that is – that's absolutely my point. Because Because it is limiting, inaccurate. It's inaccurate. It's limiting. But it gives you a false – sense of accomplishment as a it's voter. Deceptive. Yeah, because very nature if you, is deceptive. If you look back like I cannot keep like the good one of the good things about Trump is when someone this awful is in office, it really politicizes people. Yeah. And it had that effect on me obviously. And one of the things that happens when you do that, you start looking at other things that have happened throughout history. Uh, as it relates to the presidency. And if you look, you'll realize there are some things that just every president has agreed with, no matter what. Yes. Uh, One big one that came up for me was Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Every president since Bush has somehow, the minute Venezuela started feeding poor people with oil money, Mm. every president we've had since then was like, fuck Venezuela. Yeah. And Trump is a culmination of that. But Obama issued the executive order. George Bush is the first one to put them on a list of terrorist nations. Like your government in the big scheme of things, the the American government isn't working on behalf of the American people. It's not that Democrats aren't. It's not that Republicans aren't. It's not even that, oh, if Republicans stay in power, white nationalists are going to get a lot of power. No one's getting any power out of this government. And I, we are all getting fucking crushed. What's interesting, I think uh, I think this whole thing of impeachment and it not happening, like regardless of the actual importance of the impeachment measures and what you think of that and how important you think it is or whatever, like I think an interesting effect is more people becoming disenfranchised with the democratic party as a whole yeah. and understanding that in understanding this point that they aren't working for us and i think on a more basic level like just break like even getting away from all of like the higher minded like ideological stuff like getting rid of political parties just means that people candidates have to run on their agendas and run on their actual policies right which is good for the country yeah yeah that like, like flat out we're in right now. We're in a situation where a lot of Democrats are just going to run on. Well, I'm not Trump. Yeah, that's like, Joe Biden's whole campaign. Yeah, like is like, hey, remember Obama? Yeah. Well, my issue too is talking about impeachment. I think that's a really good point because it's it, it would appear that the reason why the Democrats aren't doing it is because they don't think that they can be successful, and that really bothers me. I don't want my representatives to not take on a challenge because they think they can't win. That's not a good enough reason to not take yeah, on I a think fight. It, I also think it's that you need to have the power of your convictions. That just shows a total lack of conviction. Their only conviction is that they want to win. I think. Well, that's I think bullshit. The yeah. primary motivating factor of the Democratic Party is cowardice and has been for 30 or 40 years. Uh, it's, they're just but, saying to us explicitly, 
oh yeah, we could do the right thing. Well, but I want to have a job. It's yeah. I think they're most worried about Republicans impeaching uh, whoever gets put in office next. Just the first. No, thing that I happens. think they're worried yeah. about an impeachment not going well and them not getting reelected. I mean, I think they're worried about it all. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I think they're worried about all well. of it. But, yeah, yeah, that. But I think more directly, they're worried about them running for reelection again and then being like, "Hey, remember when you fucked up that impeachment? Or remember when the impeachment wasn't successful?" They don't want to stake their political career on the act of impeachment because, yeah. like, Ken Starr is so closely associated with you know the star report and the clinton impeachments and people don't want to have that that you know stain on them going forward if yeah. it doesn't work out but, but it's like bitch if you're not willing to lose then you're then i don't want you playing for me the american people don't want it that bad either though twitter wants it yeah but if like with the president we have now and the policies that he has in place and just the like that's the that's the thing. I feel like I have to mention this, that as much as I'm shitting on Obama, I at least don't suspect that he's a rapist. Yeah, no, I yes. don't think so. I and know like, for certain. No, just kidding. He's not. <laughs> Laura fucked that's him consensually. That's a joke. Like, I, I, I don't understand how Trump is in office with the Epstein thing at like, yeah, he appointed Acosta, the guy who covered for Jeffrey Epstein, to the department that monitors human trafficking. Yeah. Like he made them him the head yeah. of that department. That is such an insane scandal. Coming from a man who went on the radio and said, oh yeah, I know Jeffrey Epstein. He likes him young, just like me. Ooh, yeah. And it's like, that we're not, like, in any moderately sized country, people would be in the streets for months yes. on end. Americans are yeah. lazy and cowards. Yeah, like... That's all it comes down to. Yeah, We're but that's, that's my problem is... The cowardice is a great point because it used to be that America was competitive and that we would win. And, you know, that patent quote of America won't accept a loser, blah, blah, blah. And now it's become America is the kid who won't play unless he knows he's going to win. And yeah. it's like... No, that's not how playing works. I'm sorry. Once they lost one fucking thing with Vietnam, then they're like, then everyone has either this loser mentality that America should never compete or the the attitude is we should only compete if we can win or we should only play and compete if we can skew the game so that we know the one will cheat. And it's like, fuck off, you fucking cowards. And you're, you know, someone who really believes in their abilities goes out there and understands that they're going to do the best they can. And if they can't get it done, then they fuck it. They did it anyway. They tried. You see that on. Uh, Am I not? I, I don't know if you're Pollyanna. I don't know if you're just referring to Democrats, but you see that on the Republican We're side Republicans too. too. Yeah, they have issues that oh, they yeah. won't go to bat for. Oh, well, well, a good example of that, I think, is Venezuela, which I bring up all the time. But when you're talking about convictions, Trump's whole thing was, oh, this is a human rights crisis. <laughs> yeah. And we have to get in there and fix it. And now we've tried a couple times, and it's clearly not going to work. And now all the stories that are coming out are, well, Trump's bored because he knows – like he's bored with this issue because yeah. he knows it's not going to yeah. work out our way. So where are those convictions for human rights? Like yeah. where, where's all that compassion for the people of Venezuela that people on the right, when I would say we're just there for money, I mean, obviously, yeah. people would be like, oh, Maduro is uh, – there, there's extra – extrajudicial killings and he's imprisoning political prisoners it's like okay so so is brazil so are all these other countries that we're in bed with but this is so extreme and so special that we have to wreck this country financially for the past 10 years which is what we've been doing to venezuela and now we find out he still has the support of the military and we're like eh. so where are your convictions now republicans exactly i mean yeah, breaking news. Republicans are hypocrites. I don't think Republican – what's, what's a Republican conviction from the last 25 The American years? government – Anti-abortion. That's the only thing they'll stick up for is being anti-abortion. The American government is a hypocritical government. Yes. 100 percent. Like totally. I think that – I mean it, we're, we're a fucking – like part of – going back to the two-party thing, we're kind of this uh, two-faced giant. Yeah. That just – you know, one day we're trying to be live up to these ideals that have some value. Uh, you know, like I, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm a pretty anti jingo kind of person, but like I understand the value of certain 
of the classically attributed American ideals of individualism and that sort of thing. I understand that. Right. And so sometimes we'll be are doing our best to live up to that. And then most of the time we are doing our best to do the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's it, part of the partisan thing. Yeah. I think, I think that all ties into it. And I, I feel like we just – we need to stop focusing on, oh, Republicans lie or Democrats lie. Right. And it just needs – the movement we need in this country is – the American government lies, yes. regardless of who's in power. And maybe start thinking about instead of are we creeping toward fascism, have we maybe just been there yeah, we've for been a fascist long, for like long 40 time years. and it's just getting worse and worse. It's just a different kind than and this, we we're used to seeing. This, and like if we don't start thinking of it that way, this administration is going to march us into something Significantly, yeah, worse. and I'm 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 pretty negative. I think we should just throw the whole government out. Yeah, just take them all, toss them into the sun, and start over. Yeah, I, I feel like it's probably time for that. Or yeah. just uh, I don't know, maybe a better country can invade us. I I oh, yeah. I've been wondering, but like I want to be a think pro- about any country that could invade us. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that there's any that I would that I would like. Yeah, I don't want Russia to do it. I don't yeah. want China to I do it. I think they see. I think Russia seems the most likely, and I don't. I will die. I oh, will, I'm dying. Yeah. I will be murdered. <laughs> right. It's a. It's I'm not amazing. Going to war. I haven't been murdered in Trump's America yet, <laughs> uh, but in Putin's America, I would 100 percent day one be murdered. Oh. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Should we talk about robots killing us all? Yeah. How are we on time? Oh, we're fine. Well, how oh, are cool. you on time? No, I'm good. I just didn't. I was like, yeah, I'll talk about it. I don't have like a ton to talk about. But um, basically, my argument this week was I understand that this is unpopular, which is that I am not scared of the robot takeover. And I am not scared of AI. I don't worry about it. I think it is natural and beautiful. Yeah. Are are you being is this a bit or are no, you I'm 100% dead serious. serious? Okay, because my my, my only on. yeah. my only comeback to that would be people so much smarter than me are scared of it. So when I hear yeah. anyone else say it, I'm like, the fuck do you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> like if if Stephen Hawking is like, "Hey, I might kill." I'm like, "Well, Stephen Hawking said it. Well, He's part AI. He would know." <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay, this is my basic argument. That's something that I've come up with over the last couple of months, which is if you understand the nature of the universe, which is increasing complexity. So it starts off with the Big Bang, small to large, and the universe grows and expands. Forms of life, amoeba, simple cell, gets to be a multi-celled organism. The nature of life, if you respect life, if you think that life is a beautiful thing and everything is part of the eternal and the nature of life is to grow and increase in complexity, humans are obviously the most complex creatures that have ever existed on this planet in terms of our thought processes and what we're able to accomplish and create. So the nature... Yeah. So... And every parent wants their child to be smarter than them, to be better looking than them, to succeed more. So AI is the our nat- is our child, a ro- an entity that could possibly be cyborg, i.e. like human life mixed with AI, or just consciousness existing in its own and technology is an improvement on these physical shells, which are very vulnerable and age and die. And I just think it is a beautiful thing that humanity could create something so much more complex and amazing than itself. I'm all for getting rid of the decaying shells. Yes. That's my, that's so my I end think, goal in I life. I think it is, although it could result in my death and the death of many other people, we all die. But I think if we are dying cool in the creation, yeah. yeah, if we are dying in the creation of a more complex life form that will be better stewards of this planet and better representatives of Earth, possibly to aliens, because if aliens came up and they saw AI was ruling the planet, they might like it. You know what I mean? They might be down with it. Um, but I think going yeah. into the future and expanding beyond our galaxy, I think AI could be a better representative than humans. Yes. So I think that humans possibly are an outmoded form of being and that robots or, you know, AI technology as its own creation, creating it more of its own creation is an amazing thing that we should embrace. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say this is a running running theme of my appearances on the Unpops Network, but I'm all for anything that wipes the Dismantles the, prop- yeah. the power structures. Well, it just kills everyone on the planet. I yeah. think it's great. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think human race sucks. 
we've run our time. We've produced very little of value. And if we create AI and it kills us, I think that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, or if they like force us into the Matrix uh, again. I'll talk yeah. about, the Matrix. I'll talk about Joey Pants' speech from the Matrix, where he's talking yeah. about eating the steak and ignorance yeah. is bliss. That's my that's my jam. Yeah, put me in the fucking singularity. I hate my body. I'm so ready to be done with this. So yeah, yeah me too. I, like I I I want to be a cloud of ether. Yeah. Fucking go into John Ham's nostrils, be like, "Oh, I'm all up in there." I'm I don't. Into it. I, but I, I yeah. want to live to see some of the cool shit that robots can bring us. Of course, but like I want will. that. I want like that a fucking drink? like a cool I want, drink. I want that. <laughs> I want that chip in my brain. All like I want when I text someone, I want to like think their name, and then it just populates in my eye field. Yeah, and I like. Blink and it fucking. But oh, here's the thing. Also, or the ability to live in your best memory forever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm fine without that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but Krispy like cream donuts, well, getting think about like <laughs> your consciousness. Consciousness yeah. is just a pattern of electrical signals in right your brain. On. Yeah. Uh, so if that were uploaded to a computer, then you could experience all that cool shit. It would be no different than experiencing yeah. it. In the oh yeah, world. no, I'm fine with my like. Having my consciousness uploaded somewhere transcendent yeah. after I die. Oh hell yeah! Like, yeah, like San Junipero. Yeah, San Junipero. Exactly. Yeah. I would love to be able to electronically haunt people. Like I'm haunting an office. It's like, ooh, yeah. oh, I, I shut down your computer. Yeah, maybe I you mentioned, can visit. A, that's how you visit other people's servers. I mentioned yeah. earlier the HBO show Years and Years. Oh yes, which my girlfriend recommended. So fucking good. Uh, yeah, and that it. comes up in that also is implanting your consciousness. I'm into it. Yeah. And uh, I can't. I re- I, I, if you watch Black Mirror and uh, like it, or were disappointed by this season, watch Years and Years. It's I probably think- what the next season of Black Mirror should have been. I'm going to say this, which is on the topic of why people smarter than us are scared of it. I think it's sort of a Lex Luthor thing. You know how like Lex Luthor hates fucking Superman because he's an alien and his whole argument is like he's not a human and like people are going to worship him and like he wants to advance humanity. He wants humanity to be the greatest force on Earth and it pisses him off that this alien is the greatest force on Earth. That's what fucking Elon Musk is like. Fuck a robot that thinks it's smarter than me, Stephen Hawking. Fuck a robot that thinks it's smarter than us they're gonna kill us all and it's like maybe we deserve to die and they don't like it because they're yeah, jealous those, those are they two different, fucking jealous those are two different arguments maybe we deserve it and whether they will yeah, yeah. like but, but do you think they're jealous because i think they i are. don't i don't think stephen hawking is jealous of yeah. robots the thing that worries me that i think stephen hawking just cares about humanity yeah. And yeah. like once humanity is to survive, Elon Musk only cares about money and, right. and himself yeah. and he is not a smart person. And but when like, we're when we're talking AI and when you combine it with stuff like nanotechnology. Uh-huh. Which nanobots are a thing that I don't know if it's possible already, but they're working toward a type of nanobot, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny robot yeah. that self-replicates. Yeah, the, it turns into the gray sludge. There is a I – don't, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but it was like a six-part uh, TV series about all the different ways the world could Yes. End. Yeah, it was a BBC thing. Yeah, and there was one about nanobots where this disgruntled employee – who worked at this company where there were these they produced these nanobots that like cleaned water. Yeah. Oh. And he hacked it somehow to where it just attacked any living thing. Yeah. Oh and God. they were self-replicating. Oh my God. And he well, put it in the water. And they were like, if that happened, there would be cities wiped out before we would manage to yeah. stop it. Jesus. And what's interesting is uh progress is already being made on uh, those exact same kinds of technologies. Right. Where it the, the idea is it see what what happens is those things are made to dissolve uh, petrochemicals like yeah. plastic and, yeah. and oil and things that are in water. Uh, but petrochemicals are all made from organic matter, carbon, yeah, like humans. Yeah. So it really wouldn't even take an evil scientist like turning. The, it would just take a slight. Hiccup in programming, right? To make them target all organic matter, yeah, and then turn. And they would just and think they're doing would, their job. I feel like that form of the AI takeover wouldn't necessarily be the best stewardship of Earth no. because then it would just be a 
gray ball in the sky <laughs> for, uh, forever. Right. <laughs> but like, who knows? Existence but that's within. More ben- but that's more benign than but wars. Like, oh yeah, going on no. Forever, and thinking know? about yeah. it, like even from a metaphysical level, like maybe that gray sludge, like maybe being killed by that is creating the singularity and who cares about stewardship of the planet if every living thing is digitally reconstructed yeah good point what if they eat it's our servers? all just as everything that's electronic is just as real as what happens in the real world yeah the yeah. only thing is our brains telling us that there's a microphone in front of me and my fingers touching it right now that's it yeah that defines reality sweet yeah, a really upbeat episode. Totally, I'm I think it. that's a. I feel I think, like this was a very uh, thoughtful episode where people made wonderful points. I think the AI thing is an extremely happy ending. I don't think there's yeah. a happier ending for our species than the singularity and coming right. Splooge. Yeah, splooge, splooge. Should we get to a listener comment before we get out of here? Sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. I want you to know that's not true. That's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments so stupid. from the past few shows and respond to them personally. Fade it out, Brett. Fade it out, Brett. Jesus Christ. Thanks. Thank you, Brett. That took a while. Uh, I don't know which of these. Uh, this this one is probably the best. We only have time for one. Uh, the, the short version. Fuck Switzerland. Here goes. Okay. Hey, Adam slash on pops. This one comes courtesy of my wife. Switzerland's policy of neutrality makes them really pretty shitty. Sometimes we get into wars for very good reasons. Or there is one side or faction that is clearly in the wrong. World War II is a perfect example. They knew that innocents were being murdered by the millions and they just watched. Maybe even got some gold out of it. But that's for the conspiracy pod. Their policy only helps the oppressors and the tormentors and makes things worse for the oppressed and tormented. Chad the Third and Kate. Uh, I think sw- uh, the Swiss definitely have some shit on their face for World War II. I think that is uh, 100% fair. Uh, Is neutrality by its very nature a coward's position? I mean, I don't necessarily like I feel like so few situations today are uh, as clear cut uh, of a of a situation where neutrality wouldn't be a better option, especially for the United States. Like we should choose neutrality more than we do. I think there's a but like there's a degree like, you know, I think maybe the Swiss go too far. Um, I think from a libertarian perspective, I think possibly you could argue for neutrality more often than not because you don't really have the consent of the whole populace to engage in a war. So, like, can you be able or should you be able to do that? Yeah, I mean, if you really want to go fight a war, go fight for them. Yeah, every libertarian should be against foreign wars and they aren't. Right. And the, the thing about intervening in conflicts or things happening in other countries is we're not consistent about it not at all so it's hard for me to hear someone make the argument like well why aren't you doing anything about the oppressors in the world we don't do anything about most of them yeah like help them like if anything staying out just because you want to stay out of shit is a little more noble to me than well we're not going to intervene in that one because we don't have any economic interest in that country but we will Go intervene in the Democratic yeah. Republic of Congo because yeah. we don't want China to get all the materials to make cell phones. I think our intervention is more oppressive than our neutrality ever could be. Whereas, but like, I do, I do still think the Swiss were fucking stupid for being neutral in World War Two. Yeah, they're little bitches. They were well and greedy assholes also. Yeah. yeah once we've decided it's a world war, yeah. yeah. Well, and also like they're right there. They're very close. Yeah very close to germany and like they could just be like hey maybe we should at least go see what's happening yeah (laughs) and like maybe maybe if what we see will change our minds and if it did if it didn't then maybe fuck swiss they have a military right fuck them in the the holes take your stupid cheese and put your dick through the holes yeah switzerland exactly not gruyere though fuck your own cheese 
I mean, Swiss cheese is pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't like I, it. Gruyere is my favorite kind. Of. I like it. I like Gruyere better. I it, like them both. Yeah, it's a Swiss cheese. Yeah, I like Gruyere better. I like Swiss cheese better. Fine. Let's talk about this for like forty-five. 50 okay, minutes. that's fine. <sighs> I, got, I got time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I. I think when it's a world war, it. It matters, and they should step Hey, in. are you in the world? Yeah, it's going to affect yeah. you, bitch. I think when your neighbor is committing genocide, you might want to, like, I'm being very stop sexist being and mean today. Yeah. Honestly. I think Canada should, should invade us. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's so many... It's just never... I don't think any war is ever a humanitarian thing. No. no. Like, World War Two, sure. Yeah, that was, like, the last one. But that's also, like... I I kind of feel like I don't know the the eight to ten people who control the entire world. I feel like they got together and were like, "Look, we have all this new military shit. We need to practice. <laughs> Let's start a world war, and then we'll just do all these other little wars in between then and yeah. make a ton of money off it." But like World War Two, we needed the training so we know how to fuck up your well, shit with planes. Yeah, and I I kind of just consider World War One and World War Two the same conflict essentially. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just with slightly different players. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe Swiss, the, the Swiss should be less neutral. But also, they shouldn't be uh, as not neutral as us. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of shit we could stay out of. And a lot of those conflicts, man, you got to look like, I keep hitting on Venezuela, but it's not the only one. Like, look into where those... Basically, opposition in, movements start. A lot yeah. of times it's us. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of times it's us going in and any fucking sort of shit American up so can, action in Central America or South America is like suspect. Very suspect. Yeah. I would say suspect to the point of just being evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think that's our episode. This was fun. Yeah. Was. This was a really sorry, good episode. I've, I've had some allergy issues today, but I'm sorry if I sounded stuffy for you guys. Oh, no. You're great. Thank you both for doing Thank it. You. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? The backyard show already happened. Thank you for coming to that. Uh, we got some new pods that you can check out. Pod the Life, which is a six-part series about the band Corn. Hell yeah! Uh, one of the funniest things I've ever been involved with. <laughs> uh, check that out. It's uh, available to the public now, or you can buy the entire series for just three dollars at uh, gum.co/podthelife. And also the 90s sucked with me and Chat Wild, which is about how the 90s sucked and set us up for a lot of the terrible shit that's happening in the world now. Let I think I think we'll do a NAFTA episode soon. Let me, want, <laughs> let me know when you want to do the sequel series, The, the Aughts Sucked. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I'm all for it. Because I hate uh, – we're starting to do that aughts nostalgia now, and I yeah. fucking hate it. Yeah. It's all, it's all bad. Uh. So check out all that and uh, follow us on Twitter at Unpops, uh, Instagram at Unpops.podcast, and uh, subscribe to the Patreon. You get all kinds of bonus shit for $5 a month. Olivia, what do you got to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hi There, Hi Dar. Uh, and also I do a weekly podcast on the Unpops Network uh, with Vanessa Gritton. It's called Lowest Common Phenominator. Uh, it's fun. We talk about a bunch of trash. We're doing Jackie Chan this month, talking about Jackie Chan movies. Nice. Yeah. The Hi. Foreigner? No. <laughs> that was a good movie. I didn't like it. Oh, come on. I didn't like it. Laura, Sorry. what do you got to plug? Myself, Crawford Comic on Twitter and Instagram, and find me at L Crofty on YouTube and look up the Profiles and Eccentricity podcast page on YouTube. I make all the videos. Please subscribe. And um, yeah, check out the stuff that I make. I'm an archivist and editor, writer. Come out in. Thank you. Come on in. Come on in. I'm a come on in. All right, let's get out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Laura, say goodbye. Goodbye, Laura. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>